0: Good morning. Welcome to our time of prayer this morning, this uh, Tuesday morning, June 22nd. It's good to be with you as we continue uh, praying together, reflecting upon Scripture together. So I'm glad to join with you today, and I'm looking forward to uh, having this brief time of prayer as we start our day off. Uh, Today we're going to continue, as we've been doing the last few weeks, using our um, Book of Common Prayer, our Devotional for Individuals and Family, which is found on page 137 in our Book of Common Prayer. Today, our opening psalm is going to be psalm number 100, a a psalm that you've heard before and one that might be familiar to you. So i want to read this psalm to you now. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Uh, I love that line. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. God is good and God loves us. Amen. Today Today our gospel reading will continue in Luke. We've been reading through the gospel of Luke together. And today we're going to be reading... Luke chapter uh, 21, starting verse 37 and reading through chapter 22, verse 6. So a reading from Luke's gospel today. Every day he was teaching in the temple. The night he would go out and spend the night on the Mount of Olives, as it was called. And all the people would get up early in the morning and listen to him in the temple. Now the festival of the unleavened bread, this is now on into chapter 22. Now the festival of the unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. But they were for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple, police, how they might betray him. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him when no crowd was present. We see here Judas, and um. There's a lot of um, thoughts and thoughts and questions about why Judas agreed to betray Jesus. Uh, one of the one of the things that I've read before, and I think there might have some validity, is when you look at the life, when you look at the context that Jesus was in. It was the disciples were looking for, not just the disciples, but all of Israel was looking for a political Messiah. You'll often see within Scripture Jesus called the King of the Son of David. Anytime you see anybody in the scripture called G- Jesus, the son of David, they were looking for a king in the same way that David was a king. A political king to drive out the Romans and to bring about uh, the, the the restoration of the Davidic kingdom, the political earthly kingdom. So some people say, and, and Jesus was, had no intention of doing that. Jesus said, my kingdom is not on this earth. So we we some people think that Judas betrayed Jesus to kind of force his hand to see if he really was that Messiah that would restore the Davidic kingdom. So some folks think that's what Judas was doing. But here we see in Scripture the spiritual reality of what was happening. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot. Judas may have had earthly or political ideas or ideals that he thought Jesus could fulfill. We see within this, we see the work of the devil We see the work of evil. One of the things that scripture always tells us to do is be on guard against evil. Be on guard against the devil and his plans and his schemes. Be on guard against the force of evil. And often in our lives, we see that externally. That I should be on guard for evil in this world. I should be on guard for evil within culture. I should be on guard for evil all around TV and internet, and by the way, all that's correct. We should be on guard against evil in our world. But the main place I think we need to be on guard against evil in the world is within our own heart. Judas did not guard his heart. And because of that, the devil played on his fears, his doubts, his worries. And he entered in and led Judas to betray Jesus. So I do think we should we should externally be on guard against evil. But frankly, friends, the greatest place that we need to be on guard against evil is internally, within our own lives, within our own hearts. So may we guard our hearts from evil today, and may we seek to follow Christ with all that we do. Amen. I now invite you to recite our affirmation of faith together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, and Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From this he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. I invite you now to pray with me. Loving God, as we now begin our day together, We ask for your grace to be upon this day, God, for all the potential that lay ahead. God, for all the doors that you're going to open today, Father, all the ways of service you're going to lay before us, God, all the different places we're going to have today to serve you. God, thank you. Open our eyes to see where you're calling us. Open our hands to serve our neighbors. Open our hearts to receive your word. Open our spirits to be willing to go where you send. Open our ears to hear what you say. Open our very lives to receive you fully. We love you, O Father, Son, and Spirit. Thank you for the gifts you've given us. Father, we do ask you now to be present with all who need you. We pray for those who are grieving the loss of loved ones today, God. There are many within our church families. There are many within our lives who are in need. God, be with them. We pray for those that are sick, those that are battling cancer, COVID. So many different diseases, Father. You are the great physician and the great healer. We ask your presence to be with them. We pray for those that are battling addiction now, those that are dealing with mental illness, those who feel alone, forsaken, or forgotten. You know their names, God. Their names are precious to you. Be with them. We do pray for our country and for our leaders today. We pray for our military. We pray today, O God, for those for whom no one else prays. Holy God, we do ask you now to forgive us of our sins. Be with us always. We ask this prayer this morning, O God, not in our name. We ask it in the name of the Lord. taught us to pray as we say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today, for our additional reading, I want to read to you from, I've been reading the last few days from um, my Rule of St. Benedict, which has been a concert friend of mine for many years. Uh, but I want to read to you today from a book now today that I'm reading called Perfect Love. Uh, it's about, um, it, it's a wonderful book by Kevin Watson, a Methodist theologian, and it's entitled Perfect Love, and, um, and, the, and it's about the Wesleyan concept of, um, it says, recovering entire sanctification and the lost power of the Methodist movement. So I wanted to read to you something I think that's very important and very powerful for us to understand about our call to be faithful um, to God's command in our life, Uh, God's command for us to love um, each other and love fully as God fully loves us. So I I wanted to read this to you. Um, I lost my place because I wanted to find the title right. Uh, here you go. I am, and this is very Methodist, so if you're not Methodist, you're Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, just listen to the intent and kind of leave the Methodist stuff behind if you want to. Kevin Watson writes these words. I'm convinced that any form of Methodism that is not clearly connected to the doctrine of entire sanctification has no future. Any new movement or expression of Methodism must place our grand despotum at the center of our faith and practice. I am equally convinced that if we as a people recommit ourselves to this this grand doctrine, God will breathe new life into our movement out of love for a desperate and hurting world. Here's what I see as being, being at stake, and this is what I want you to hear. We live in a world where many are desperate for hope and healing. We have a quiet desperation that comes from the numbness and pseudo connections that are developed from spending too much time connected to our screens and far too little time connecting in person in life-giving relationships. Many are desperate because they know that their lives are going in directions that, they're not, that are not going to end well, but they're not able to stop. Many are depressed, discouraged, and simply without hope. The list could go on. In this reality, our calling is to preach the full gospel. We have the good news of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus not only brings forgiveness and pardon, but the gospel brings hope and healing. Through the amazing grace of God, we can be forgiven and reconciled to God. This is indeed good news but it's more. God doesn't just forgive us. He wants us to offer, he wants to offer us power and freedom from the ways of sin and death. We are not to limp through this life defeated, merely surviving. No, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We can be saved to the utter, uttermost. I love that y'all. Many live quiet desperations that come from numbness and pseudo connections that have developed from spending too much time connected to our screens and far too little time connecting in person to life-giving relationships. Is that your homework? after you finish on the screen go form relationships spend time with your children your spouse your co-workers whoever you find in your path today may we be people of life giving relationships in a world in desperate need of it let's close with prayer lord god almighty and everlasting father you have brought us into safety in this new day preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome with, by the adversary but in all that we do just direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Have a great day today, guys. Praying for y'all. I'll pray with you. Look forward to praying with you all in the morning. See you then.